0: Welcome to the Practical Idealist Podcast, aligning what is good with what is possible. I'm your host, Allison Bueller, Director of the Homestead Education Center, and the focus on this show is real change for better health, home, and community. <laughs> This program is brought to you by the Homestead Education Center, a nonprofit organization located in Starkville, Mississippi. And we are so excited about our year of living locally. Our board of directors voted unanimously to focus all our efforts on two things in 2020. First, we're embarking on a public awareness and action campaign that will support local businesses. We're going to begin by educating ourselves and our our community about why it's so important to invest locally. Second, as a part of our overall Keep It Local campaign, we're putting our efforts into revamping our local farmer's market. For those of you who live far away, we're documenting the whole process on our website, so you can duplicate it in your community. Check it out at www.thehomesteadcenter.org. You can go under Keep It Local and find all the details. Today, you'll meet a passionate advocate for making changes in our homes that directly impact the health of our families. Makeup and personal care products are one of the most unregulated industries in the United States. And today we're going to find out why we need to pay attention and what we can do to make healthy selections. This is an installment in our Coming Home to Heal series that is looking at what changes we can make in our own homes and our families. This episode is brought to you by our newest Keep It Local partner, Bin 612 and Restaurant Tyler. I've been supporting these restaurants since I met their owner, Chef Ty Timms because he's so passionately dedicated to sourcing local seasonal food and supporting local farmers. vin 612 and Restaurant Tyler are perfect sponsors as we kick off our Keep It Local campaign. We hope you will join us by supporting them. Locally at the Homestead, we've got our Natural Health Expo coming up this Saturday, February 8th, with presentations on everything from self-care to gardening, mindfulness, physical fitness, even hypnosis. For a full schedule, check out the website at www.thehomesteadcenter.org. This event is a zero-waste event, so please remember to bring your water bottles. And it's taking place at Trinity Presbyterian Church since we outgrew our space last year. And we invite you to join us for our Keep It Local February challenge. We're asking all local listeners to change your social media icon to our Keep It Local logo for the month of February. And listeners anywhere can join us as we do uh, several things this month that support local economies. First of all, we're trying to buy nothing but local for the entire month, whenever possible. For every purchase, ask yourself, could I get this from a local producer, for farms and food, a local store, for clothes, home materials, and gifts, a local independent consultant, like we're going to hear from later today. That's for healthy, environmentally conscious beauty, cleaning, or personal care products a local cottage business that makes supplements, natural health care, or baked goods. Also, take one week this month to buy nothing at all and see how this practice makes you aware of what you normally support with your dollar. We're going to have to learn some new behaviors and create some new routines in order to support our local economies. Write down how you could change those habits to support a local business. And finally, share the local alternatives that you find and post them on our Twitter, or our Facebook pages with the hashtag KeepItLocalStartful. For every post, you're entered to win in a $100 drawing at the end of the month. And now on with our show. Today we're going to talk to a passionate business owner, mom, and advocate. Elizabeth Cassano made some big changes in her life when she found out just how damaging some of the products she used every day were to herself and her family. She's going to tell us what we need to know to do the same. Welcome, Elizabeth.
1: Hey, Allison. Thanks for having me on here.
0: Thank you for joining us. I know you are a super busy woman,
1: and I appreciate your time. Nothing more I'd rather do with my time, though, than to encourage other women and your listeners to make some positive changes.
0: Well, thank you.
1: And you are one of my more glamorous friends. And I know that you love
0: beauty and fashion and makeup. But when I met you, you'd started to make some big changes in your business and your personal life. Can you tell us what led up to that as a person who had always been into fashion and beauty and hair and makeup and those things that a lot of women love, but, but oh, you became absolutely. aware of some things you needed to change?
1: Well, I'm definitely one of those girly girl kind of people, and I'm raising two little girls that are very similar to that. Um, but our story with paying attention to ingredients and things actually starts with my son, if I had to tell the truth. He's 15 now, but when he was in first grade, he was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. And I know most people are sitting here thinking, you know, what does that have to do with ingredients? And at the time, I didn't know either. But um, because I was so confused and because I felt so fish out of water, we decided to homeschool because I needed to slow the world down so that I could know what was influencing my son's behaviors and the way he learns. And mm-hmm. at that particular time, I did have the luxury of, you know, staying home with him and at the time we just had the one other daughter. And that's what we did. We slowed the world down and we really just paid attention to the things that we were consuming and also the things that we were applying to our bodies. But then of course, as life would have it, and things kind of got better, and the kids got older, we kind of got out of some of those routines and started introducing those convenient options that we had left previously. We started slowly introducing those things back into our family, and I'd stumbled upon um, a business along the way that had become very successful, and I would I really enjoyed and a company that I thoroughly got behind. And then I ran into another one of my friends that reminded me of my former self. Sometimes she said, hey, Elizabeth, what happened to that old girl? What happened to that girl that believed in all the holistic wellness approaches? Why now, because you found yourself in a successful business in another arena, have you abandoned those first convictions? And it really kind of took me back. And I was like, gosh, you know, you're right. How many times do we let success in one area kind of distract us from success that we had In another area and so um, I started doing a little bit more research again you know that many years later on ingredients and on the things that we were consuming and applying and it it really blew me away at how far away I had gotten and when I started kind of taking the blinders off my eyes and then looking back at my children we had actually sort of introduced some of the behaviors that we were trying to leave simply because we had allowed certain ingredients back in our household.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're learning so much more about toxins and their impact on our health. I think we really just believe like if it was sold in the store, it must be safe. But um, the, the toxins in our homes and our personal care products tell us more about personal care specifically and what we're looking for and what, we're, what what's in them, just in, in everyday
1: items. You're right. I mean, we, we do trust. We trust our government that if they approve it, it must be okay. But we've also got to remember, we live in a democracy where we have choices. And so that's the benefit slash alarm to it all. And and the statistics that I'm going to share with you right now, they're not meant to you know, scare anybody. It's it's just meant that I hope that anybody that's listening, that's ever had these conversations, that they'll feel motivated to be a part of the change that's currently happening. Because right now, here in the United States, we only ban thirty known harmful ingredients in cosmetics and skincare. When we you know we hear about European standards and the European Union, and you know they claim that they ban thirteen hundred. So if U.S. has thirty that we ban, and they ban thirteen hundred, and and when I say potentially harmful ingredients, I'm talking about things from anywhere from allergen possibilities to cancer concerns, hormone disruption, all the way to developmental and fertility concerns. And one thing that we do know for a fact is that there are 80,000 chemicals that are used in the cosmetic market that many do not have a single safety data study on them. And it's just also a known fact that cancer has touched more people than we want to admit. 85% of breast cancer occurs in women who have no family history of breast cancer. And it all is linked back to environmental factors. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that plays into this is that the last time our federal U.S. government passed a law regulating in this industry was 1938. And even though it seems super nerdy and it seems sort of fear induced and it triggers anxiety in all of us because we're just like, gosh, if I can't trust what's on the shelf, you know, and, and then we also think, you know, well, I don't have cancer. If it doesn't affect me, then, you know, why get involved? But for me, honestly, it's a national humanitarian injustice issue. And I'm not one to jump in on any sort of political bandwagon, but cancer does not discriminate between parties or races or gender and how many of us are having conversations with people you know, with infertility and, and you know thyroid issues and just the fact that in this world that we live in today, we have got to pay attention to what we put in and on our bodies or choose to be okay with the consequences later knowing that you turned a blind eye.
0: And women make these decisions for our families a lot of times. I mean, we're buying even, you know, your husband isn't picking out a shampoo, probably you are. (laughs) Right. So how do we engage women in making personal care changes when they already, they're stretched between home and jobs? Like, what are some of the ways that we can make this a priority when, you know, you're worried about money and having enough time for dinner and running between working and taking care of
1: kids? Well, and it makes me sad. I mean, you can go, you can go buy three honey buns for the same price that you can buy one apple. And that makes me sad because if you're a mom that's trying to stretch the dollar and you've got three kids, you're buying the three honey buns, you know, Um, even though you know it's the wrong thing. And so what I like to do is just I'm a huge advocate for walking the talk. You know, it's, it's so trendy right now to talk about health. And we talk about closing all the circles on our Fitbits or staying in ketosis or choosing the right intermittent fast. But it's another thing to turn your back on the convenience culture. Like it's, it takes effort to turn your back on those three honey buns, you know, it's so much more convenient. And our children are just growing up with that. And it's going to take time for us to educate ourselves. And, you know, it doesn't matter what side of... Of the issue that you lie on, the lure of convenience is robbing families. You and I have had you so are many not conversations. Kidding.
0: <laughs> I love. No, you I know. mean, I think you are exactly right. I think it is. We will choose convenience
1: over health any day of the week. Oh, yeah, and you know, we've had so many conversations before about how do we make the drive-through window the weird thing instead of the homemade meal being the thing that we think it's it's Insta story worthy. We we take pictures and we brag about something like that. Why is a homemade nutrient-dense meal, like why is that not the norm?
0: Yeah, and I think it's what you talked about earlier is slowing down and making those choices and making those decisions that allow us to actually slow down to make the good decision.
1: I'm a part of a company that has decided to take it upon themselves to take this very issue to a federal level they raise and spend their own money to provide better cosmetic ingredient options that even the European Union offers, you know, by we, we choose to ban 1,800 potentially harmful ingredients and our CEO could care less if you purchase one of her products. Her main mission is to get Americans to wake up to what they're choosing to do to themselves and realize that they have a choice in everything, not just cosmetics, not just skincare, but they actually have a choice and they don't have to choose convenience. I don't believe that this is an issue of bad or good i think it's an i think it's an issue of better and best um and the fact that we have the option to choose i personally believe that one small change leads to another small change and that small changes are easier to stick with than swearing off all dairy for the rest of your life because to think that i'm never gonna have ice cream ever again like That's just crazy. But in my experience of raising children for 15 years, if you mix in carrots one meal, switch the cereal another day, you know, and make water the only hydration option, pretty soon you've changed the nutrition culture of your entire kitchen. So it's the same thing with me with skincare and fashion or, you know, and looking for responsibly sourced items. And I could never expect a woman who enjoys all those things to just throw away every can of hairspray, shampoo, lotion, perfume, like just throw it all away and spend thousands of dollars to go, th- go get all things safe. I mean, it's, it's making conscious choices. As things run out and as you're trying to address one issue, and that was for me, I was faced at continue having certain behaviors in my home or I could make some small changes that I would stick with and change the behaviors in my home um, and for me walking that talk meant that I could not any longer represent a company that did not have that as the forefront of their mission and um, the same philosophy I mean it can be applied to any aspect of your life that you want to make more holistic um, for our family like I talked about earlier when you know, we, we homeschooled and it started with food and then i started looking at house cleaning ingredients then we started looking at medications i mean i absolutely love essential oils over taking a medication any day um and then i've turned it inwardly on myself with the beauty and skincare industry and and little yeah, by so it's little it's in stages taken- it's in stages absolutely and that's what i want to encourage anybody listening this is not something that you just burn the house down and start over i mean sure if you want to do that but I just think that little by little, we, we, we got to take control of what we allow to penetrate our organs and our family. And nobody should ever th- feel the pressure of having to make all the changes all at once. I mean, that's just a huge burden. So start with what concerns you the most. Make those small changes that you know you're going to stick with and then be resolved that you know what's best for your family, regardless of what you're seeing other people doing.
0: Okay, so what are some of the biggies that we need to be aware of? Like, if you were going to say absolutely replace this one thing first because it's the most damaging, what would it be?
1: Um, if you're going to be talking about something that you could replace for your entire family that everybody uses on their entire largest organ, their skin, I say shampoo, conditioner, body wash, body lotion. You know, okay that the, the thing that everybody uses and it and it rinses all over your body, start there. And that's not an expensive change. And there are, I mean, yes, sure, I love the company that I represent because they're the ones making the change and I want to support the people that are taking it to Capitol Hill. But we're not the only ones that have safe options. So I like to recommend the app, the EWG Environmental Working Group app. And you mm-hmm. can scan barcodes, you can type in products, but anything that has a number higher than four is not for you. You're looking for products that are under the number four.
0: Yeah. So ones, twos, and threes are good ratings mm-hmm. for safety. Yes. Yes. And
1: mm-hmm. I love that app too. I could
0: use, you can whip it out in the store and scan it. If it doesn't pick up the barcode, you can type the name in and it will find
1: it. And what's interesting is that if it doesn't pick it up after you type the name in, what that means is that company did not submit their ingredients. So that tells you they're hiding something.
0: Well, you work for Beauty Counter, which is a a company that I really have been admiring for a long time, Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. on the forefront of that. And we're going to talk about how they can find you later. But you're Mm -hmm. right. There are... Some companies, but EWG is very strict and they do not give their label to everybody. But no. they gave it to Beauty Counter and they've given it to some other really good companies that are that are working toward making safe products mm-hmm. available. They're
1: a non-biased organization that their only job is just evaluating products. And there's an allergen concern, a, de- a developmental concern, and a cancer concern wheel at the top. And so you can kind of make your own educated decision as to whether or not you want to purchase that product based upon their um, objective research.
0: I love them. It's one of the nonprofits I do- I donate to every year because it's just independent. It's like um, consumer reports, but for yes. makeup, right. beauty, and cleaning products. And there's also food. So. There's a
1: food button. that. Oh, I didn't know that one yet. Yeah. I'll have to mm-hmm. look at that one. It's Environmental Working Group, EWG.
0: Yeah, young girls also, you know, I'm struggling, I've got a 10 year old right now, and I'm uh, just about to hit yeah. it, I'm sure. But they want to yes. look like mom. And I guess mine's probably safe, because I don't, you know, I'm not too much into makeup and hair. So if she is, she'll have to, she'll be a lot ahead of me, because she'll, she'll have come over to my house, of... play with my daughter. Yes, <laughs> she will. And, she'll, and I'll also know where to point her in the right direction. That's right. But you know, we, we've we got a lot of this, this pressure on girls. And, and what do you say to moms that are trying to help young girls make good decisions?
1: That's a really heavy question, you know, especially coming off this weekend's Super Bowl conversations. I mean, unless you're an ostrich with your head in the sand, you know, everybody has an opinion about that halftime show.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you
1: know, we can scroll through social media and see everything from – female empowerment to the very sharpest of claws being sprung that I, I feel like that comes from a place of insecurity. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, you can have your own opinion either way, and that's not what it's about. But it, to me, it was an opportunity to have that conversation with our daughters and what each individual family finds as appropriate and what each individual family finds as did they find that beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Because it's very, very true that the one who rocks the cradle rules the world. We as mamas have got to be so careful that, one, we're not vicariously living through our own little girls. Um, I was not raised by a girly girl, and I'm not guaranteed to have one. Just because I like makeup and stuff doesn't mean that my kids have to and, 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 and vice versa. So we have to be sure that we're not vicariously living through them. We've got to make up our mind what character qualities that we want for our child before the opportunity arises. If you have your reasons for not letting your child have a cell phone until she's 13, hold your ground. If you have a rule that there's no makeup until 16, hold your ground. You're the mama. So, you know, my biggest encouragement for all mamas listening is to know why you believe what you believe. I think it's Dr. Seuss that says like mean what you say and say what you mean. Don't let your friends or this culture or anything else for that matter decide for you what you want to establish in your own home or what y'all find what y'all find beautiful or um or appropriate, um, do your own research and hold your ground regardless of how lonely that island gets because you're never going to regret not letting a 10-year-old dictate your household rules. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. How many times have you seen a beautiful woman with a nasty attitude and all of a sudden she's not pretty anymore, you know, um, and I think, and I don't know if it's maybe, um, Moms maybe don't feel as confident about having those conversations because maybe they themselves don't feel beautiful or maybe they themselves don't have that definition for themselves. So how do you how do you project something onto a child that you're not even sure of yourself? So I think there definitely comes power in women um, knowing for themselves. What do they themselves find as the definition of beauty, and then being courageous enough to have those conversations out loud and intentionally with our daughters before the world defines it for them.
0: I really do love that. Wellness depends so much on what we do in our homes. And we've talked a lot about that today. Mm -hmm. And how for you know, we even when we care for our bodies when they're pregnant, and what we put on our family dinner tables. So how do we raise awareness without adding stress i mean how do you talk to where you know we're in the south it's not a popular stance to say to talk about healthy food why are they letting their daughters wear mascara that causes you know cancer but how do you have these conversations
1: well the thing that you're going to hear me say at any point in when i get like really into this conversation is you know if you would not do something while you're pregnant then why would you do it at all (laughs) you know Mm-hmm. Why do women eat and drink and discard, you know, certain things while they're pregnant but then as soon as the baby arrives we go straight back to that negativity, you know? Um wellness is a verb. It is the everyday thing we do or do not do that make up your overall health. And you know, holistic health or holistic wellness whatever, all the things, they're all connected. And the beauty product and skincare world is the hill that I choose to personally die on, but It all matters. And the conversations that we have about certain foods that induce stress and they lead to anxiety, choose that one thing that you know glaringly is out of balance and address it. Honestly, we as women are the definition of beauty, but so often we subconsciously choose things that chip away at that core longing and i guess more than anything i just want to challenge women to be self advocates and wake up and choose to pay attention and stop listening to that thief known as convenience and we just need to have courage to stand out and be different especially if that choice brings overall peace to your family realizing that the most beautiful and attractive attribute any woman can have is confidence but that confidence it comes from knowledge so you have to choose to take your blinders off and address that thing that you know is out of balance.
0: And so many of us have some work to do in our homes and what we're putting on our kids. And we love our kids and we would, I mean, we would leap tall buildings for our kids. So we've got to do the
1: work that matches that value. And Right, and any mom that you talk to, but let's just say they're using, you know, a shampoo on their child that's a level 10 on the EWG app. I would never say, you must not love your child. A lot of the times that comes from a place of ignorance. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean stupidity. I mean, like literally she did not know. And so for me, right, once I knew and I had the knowledge, I was so much more confident and equipped to make better choices. And that's what I want to encourage people to do is know what you're putting on your children, know what you're putting on your. When we know better, we do better. right. <laughs> right. So tell us about your business now and why you chose it and where we can find you. Okay, so um, Beauty Counter is the name of the company. And it's not like a counter of beauty products that you walk up to. It's actually counter to the industry. So when it says Beauty Counter, um, the CEO, Greg Renfrew, um, she took all of her experience and all of her um, contacts that she knew through the fashion world in her previous life. And she brought all that and said, guys, we've got an epidemic. And it is only going to get worse unless we do something about it from a federal level. And I love getting behind a good cause, one that I can believe in. And because I do have two daughters, and on my husband's side, there is breast cancer. um, I was like, if not me, then who? Like, I want in on this. So yeah, it was... It wasn't easy to walk away from another successful business, and I absolutely adore um, the people that I worked with. But at the end of the day, I have a personal conviction to chase after things that I know are going to directly impact my family. And so being counter to the industry, that they're, um, you will never hear a hear CEO ever talk negatively about another company or another product. She always pushes them towards the EWG app. Um, but knowing that every dollar I spend with this company goes back to changing the federal standard for our entire nation just makes me so excited because I dream of a world one day where my children don't have to have the EWG app, that literally they can just Mm -hmm. go to the store and get shampoo and know that it's not going to affect their fertility or potentially give them cancer or give them a big rash. You know, they can just, go home and wash their hair. I want to
0: emphasize that you are an independent consultant. And so right. that means you're representing a larger company, but people can go through you. And I love independent consultants because so yes. many of them are moms who yes. are making um, you know, an income while raising a family. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, I do. I do have a large team. I am a team leader that I teach business and business development as well as, you know, this particular genre of an industry. Um, and but then also yes the, the products can be purchased through me. Um, so ww beauty counter dot com. So beautycounter.com forward slash Elizabeth casano e-l-i-z-a-b e t-h c A-S-A-N-O. That's my direct website but you can also find me on Facebook at Elizabeth Casano Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter would be all capitalized on Facebook. And then on Instagram, you can find me at um, the the at sign, the pretty life 40.
0: And I'll have links to all those in our show notes. So people can just go to the Page and find you there. But I really appreciate your time and your passion and your commitment to helping us all learn how to be healthier with our families. I have learned so much from knowing you and just seeing your posts. I follow your Instagram page because you post a lot of informational things on there.
1: Yeah. I try not to make it all about makeup and all about skincare. I I truly do feel like our lives are a big, you know, piece of pie, and this is just one part of the pie. And so I like to educate on all pieces so that, you know, we're, we're whole human beings that everything affects the next thing. But like I said, this is just the the hill I choose to die on.
0: Well, you're doing a good job of it. Thank you for joining us today. And if you learned something, please consider sharing this episode with someone who needs to hear it. And if you could take a minute to subscribe and review this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. As always, if you'd like to support the work of the Homestead Education Center, you can do so on any of the podcast pages on our website for as little as a dollar a month. And thank you so much, Elizabeth. I hope you have a great thank week. Thank you. I enjoy. Okay. I'm going to. St-